everybody, welcome back to another episode of Chalk Talk. We are actually on a little bit of field trip away from our office. We've been at Harvard Stadium and Harvard Track and Field working on our new speed and agility series with Coach Ricky Igboni. We're going to talk with Coach Ricky Igboni, get to know him a little bit better, get to know uh, some of the things that he's doing when he's not working with us here at Platform. A lot of great stuff that we're excited to dive into, as well as getting a little bit of some of the, the work that we are actually doing in speed and agility, learn a little bit about that. So we'll go ahead and get started. This is Chalk Talk presented by Platform. Let's go. All right, like I said, we uh, are on a little bit of field trip. We are outside. Um, we've been shooting a new series of speed and agility content and conditioning content with Coach Ricky Igboni. Ricky, thanks for joining us. No problem, no problem, Doug. Excited to be here. We've been having a lot of fun out here working uh, on the weekends. Today has been the hottest day by far, so we've both done a few <laughs> wardrobe changes as we've sweat through our shirts uh, and, and been working hard through this. But before we dive in and talk a little bit about some of the work we've been doing, yep. uh, you have a fantastic background working with both uh, high school students high school athletes and doing a lot of different cool projects but before we even get there yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit about your own athletic background how do you yeah. even get into this in the first place absolutely absolutely so I'm a local guy I'm from Massachusetts uh, South Shore guys so Randolph and Quincy and uh, played multiple sports growing up one being football baseball and track and field those are kind of my three main sports um, ended up going to Randolph High School where I was captain in those three sports uh, but football was my main love um, but how life ends up I ended up uh, going to LaSalle College where I played baseball, uh, ran, uh, played uh, center field, then eventually made another transition back to that third sport, back to track and field where I ran track and field, 100 meters, long jump, and 200 meters. So for me as an athlete, it was all about speed. Um, right from the age of four years old, every single coach from the different sports like this kid has to run track, this kid's got to get on the track and move. But that was my edge uh, for an athlete and then as obviously it's transitioned to my career in which I do train speed for athletes and plyometrics. So it's a little bit about it. Fantastic. And, uh, you know, a lot of coaches that we work with, a lot of teachers we work with are, are working with multi-sport athletes. Yep, and yep. it's great because I think a lot of what you do and how you coach and how you talk is driven by that. You, you can tell we're not just talking track. Yep. We're not just talking football. Yep. We're really kind of coaching that holistic athlete and what we can do, especially with working on speed and conditioning and agility to yep. enhance that. And we'll get into that. But the next step, obviously, is mm -hmm. post-college. Mm -hmm. You know, how did you find yourself starting to work in this field? Where did you yeah. go from college knowing, you know what, not only was being an athlete pretty fun, but I actually yeah. want to start to maybe kind of give back or go full circle into the, the coaching and teaching world as well? Yeah, for me, like, uh, it really started just a little bit before I left college. I was sitting in my dorm one day and I just heard kids outside and I was like, holy crap, I haven't seen or heard kids in a while. And I ended up applying for different positions, working with kids, coaching kids, uh, one being fast athletics, on which it was essentially like a, you know, over-exaggerated gym teacher in which I taught kids different, you know, basic skills from kicking, throwing, jumping, and running. And then from there, that's where I really caught the bug. And I said, well, I love it. I enjoy it. You know, my supervisors say I'm really good at it and I have a, a, hopefully a career with it. And so from there, I was looking for different positions, how I can just get experience so I can learn more because my goal was to be where I'm at now to be able to teach this, you know, full-time and work with so many different athletes. And so uh, after that little experience, I ended up working uh, and learning the art form of sports performance with a former partner. I was training out in Framingham, started with youth athletes, and then eventually got into more uh, high school athletes. But really it was about, you know, getting to that one athlete, word of mouth, and just continuing to trust the process and, and working with some more. Cool, now you're here, and, yeah. and we ran into you actually through a couple cool things. Yep. 
Um, and I want to talk a little bit about all of them, but you know, you're a teacher as well. Mm -hmm. You're working in a uh, Boston Public School, mm -hmm. working in physical education. Yep. Um, you also are spending some time on a really cool urban athlete project that yep. we're going to talk about as well. Mm -hmm. And then you've actually started your own, you know, business and company, working different camps and training sessions mm -hmm. and one-on-one -on -one to group sessions of different, you know, speed, agility, plyometric training. So yep. we'll kind of take each one. Uh, piece by piece, yeah. it's always great because we work with so many coaches and teachers that are in PE and athletics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, what are you doing from a PE standpoint yeah. as a teacher and, and how have you kind of evolved in that realm as, as a teacher yourself? Yeah, so I've been teaching at the Boston English and Jamaica Plain. Uh, this is my fifth school year now. Uh, and so I work with all high school uh, students there from ninth to 12th grade. And really kind of my uh, curriculum or background is really about functionality, functional movement and fitness, right? So my goal for my students there is not not just kicking the you know the kickball or just shooting hoops it's about taking in skills that you can use as an adult that we use as part of our active lifestyle learning how to be comfortable in the weight room learning how to find different places to utilize and be healthy uh, so that's what I do over the Boston English I love it shout out to the English and all the students over there and student-athletes I also um, coach and train the student athletes after school in the summer in which they can get more of the training that um, I like to work with other athletes outside the city. Um, and then what else would we want to talk about? And that leads us into, because yeah. you're not just working with athletes <laughs> at, in the city in Boston, but yeah. you're doing a fantastic job and a really cool project you started yep. um, in the Urban Athlete Project. Yes. Something actually, we actually got connected with you yep. with. We saw mm -hmm. some of the stuff you were posting on Instagram. Yep. You know, it was some pretty cool stuff working with, with kids and correct me if I'm wrong, but mm. for free, helping yep. kids. And what what is that project like yeah. to give back, you know, your experiences mm -hmm. to some kids that maybe be looking to take their training to the next level but might not be able to afford it or, or yeah. do stuff like that. And that's kind of like where it started, right? I was able to do this training for families and kids that could afford it and um, I was doing it for students at English but there were students in the city that also deserved that same type of uh, programming. But for me it wasn't just the, you know, the speed of training or plyometrics, it was just being able to introduce them to all forms of health and wellness. So for me, um, UAP, our Urban Athlete Project. It is a group of kids from the city, I like to say our highest achieving student athletes, our biggest leaders, that come together once or twice a week, uh, mainly in the summer seasons, to really just connect, right? Train together, learn about training. And I like to bring in different uh, partners from the city to introduce them to whether it's yoga, meditation, right? Uh, physical therapy, all these different things that uh, all students in the district and just in general should be learning at an early age. For sure. And I think what's cool about that and, and something that, you know, you uh, will humbly probably dodge a little bit but you know you're doing that and also providing a lot of mentorship for those yeah, kids and yeah. connecting those kids like you said mm. to someone who can really act as a role model for mm. them as they navigate possibly futures in athletics but Absolutely. others maybe just futures in considering jobs or yeah. college or whatever it may be you're helping them take those next steps as well yeah and that's the goal like the one thing i always stress to them is like it's not just me coach ricky that works out all the time and does all this stuff there's a lot of adults and a lot of people that do this for their life whether it's for a career or for just for fun to keep them sane so that's what uap is really about just introducing them to that to hopefully inspire them to be those leaders for those boston communities in dorchester roxbury mattapan because those communities need a little bit more of them. yeah absolutely and, and you know how many kids are in it now? What's the what's yeah. the numbers like? You yeah. know, especially as you've started to grow it a little bit over mm -hmm. the years. So yeah, so last year uh, during the pandemic, that summer, spring was our first year. We capped out about sixty to seventy students. Um, for an average for a session, we cap out around about 20, 25 students, uh, mainly in the Jamaica Plain area, but hopefully this summer we can bounce around different parts of the city and try to get more kids from the city involved. Fantastic. Um, and then it. 
seems like at some point we're gonna have to say you're done with projects because <laughs> you know you, you tackle a lot and you, you yeah. wear many hats yeah. but you also over the last few years have started your own yeah. company um ije and yeah. and i think you know you're you're repping the shirt now and <laughs> yeah, and yeah. i just got one off you too because uh, you soaked through the, the platform <laughs> shirt as we were working through the demo yeah. videos but talk yeah. us through that because that's yeah. been a pretty cool project that you're doing on top of teaching and on yeah. top of a lot of the, the work you're doing with uh, uh, UAP as well. Yeah, so EJ, or IJ, but pronounced EJ, is actually a Nigerian word, uh, which means movement. I'm actually from Nigeria, but uh, the company is was, was really formed during the pandemic as well. I've always been doing speed plyometric training. Um, usually I've been doing it for free, but when the pandemic happened, there was like a huge demand from, you know, young kids from the students I was working with in the city or outside the city. And so essentially all this is speed plyometrics and agility training. Try to help athletes get to that max performance potential, but most importantly, teaching them the skills, right? Like as you guys just learned, I'm coming from a teaching background, so I don't just run kids through different drills. I want them to understand why we're doing these drills and how they can be able to do these drills on their own. So really, um, I like to call it just more education of athletic performance for our athletes. Yeah, and I think that really uh, stands out and also what we're working on here with you yeah, at Platform yeah. is a lot of times I think in the speed and agility world like we want the flashiest stuff yeah. we want the sexiest stuff and even with you know some of our younger students we might skip over yeah. um, you know some of the fundamentals and some of those baseline skills and like you said you know in your PE teaching mm -hmm. you're focusing on the basics the yeah. fitness the the foundation that we can kind of continue to move on exactly same it seems like and sounds like in what you're talking about mm -hmm. you try to apply into your your work with your athletes and mm -hmm. everything else like that starting mm -hmm. with the basics and then building up absolutely absolutely just taking it slow and making sure that again like we see here with platform these videos the technique comes first once the technique is solidified you mastered it then we can get to the flashy stuff and trust me i love the flashy stuff but gotta stress those uh basic principles in order to move on to those flashy things yeah absolutely and as that company started to take off, yeah. um, again, we got connected with you and that leads us to some of the work that we're doing here with Absolutely. Platform. So like I mentioned, we've been here at Harvard uh, just down the road and mm -hmm. a, a nice place to be able to kind of link up. They have Absolutely. a beautiful track. Yeah. Um, you'll see it in the videos as you start to navigate it and we're working on a lot of new content so that we can get our students and athletes all of that great work that Ricky is spreading around the Boston area to other places, Absolutely. you know, across the country and, and wherever people are using platforms. So it's been fantastic working with Ricky. Yeah. I've had a lot of fun. You've been teaching me some fun stuff and I'm gonna put, put you on one yeah. um, to give you an example of just kind of the approach that you take and yeah. I'm gonna put you with the butt kickers one. Okay, okay, yeah, So yeah. <laughs> I, as, as you know, it's great because yeah. we got this on video, always knew butt kickers is just kicking my yeah. legs back to my butt. But as we were shooting the videos and we got to butt kickers, yeah. you said, Oh, no, no, Doug, no. I'm going to teach you a new way. Yep. So I think maybe we can just use that one as an example to yeah. show just kind of the approach that you have and talk us yeah. through exactly like what that would feel like for you. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I see this all the time. And again, I was a student athlete, right? And I learned the butt kicks just driving to the top, top of your butt. But as I've learned and, you know, studied this training to make sure our athletes are training safely, we want to get that heel to the bottom of the butt. It's more efficient running motion. So um, I always like to stress that and stop my athletes and be like, hey, Let's make sure we're doing this right so we take care of our bodies. But um, if you do see it somewhere else from another coach or another camp, um, slow down, do it right, be a little bit more efficient. But yeah, I always like to coach the butt kicks. Yeah, that's a fun one. <laughs> and then kind of continuing in that same vein, I think that there are going to be a lot of coaches and teachers using yeah. the videos, using the content, using some of the programs that we're going to be layering them into. Mm -hmm. But 
now coach to coach, right? Yeah. I, you know, I, I coach swimming mm -hmm. um, and, and take a swimming background. And mm -hmm. as I was prepping the videos with you, I would hit some of them and I'd yeah. be like, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for a coach or teacher that's maybe not as familiar with this, yeah. how do you start or what's some of like the basic yeah. language or verbiage that you like to use with your athletes just yeah. to kind of like be able to speak it, um, yeah. to kind of stay consistent with how you talk or how, you know, people in the speed and, and agility and conditioning world like to speak. Yeah. So one, there's a few different terminologies or slangs that we say, right? Like a, a opposite arm, opposite leg or whatever we do to one side, we do to the other side. So if you're working on one drill, you feel like you've matched it to one side, always make sure, right? Did I stop or stop? with that right foot or left foot, opposite arm, opposite leg, right? Other things that we have is a dorsiflex position, making sure our toes are pointed up, right? Full range of motion with our arm bar, right? If you kind of remember those foundational terms, those, those cues, everything else will kind of slowly come together because they are a part of all the different movements. Got to make sure our knees are past our waist, right? Full range of motion, um, over-exaggerating our mo movements. You'll hear me say that a bunch of different times in the videos. Yeah, and I think that's helpful. And I think a, a follow-up to that yeah. I'll always get is, what do you do when you start to see things break down? Because yeah. a lot of times, right, we're working with mm -hmm. high school kids and mm -hmm. maybe it's because they're trying to keep up with their partner or their yeah. buddy or whatever it is, mm -hmm. and they start to cut corners or they start yep. to maybe flail around. I know, mm -hmm. uh, or even when they get tired, I know yeah. for one, when I go for a run yeah. or if I'm doing any type of you know work with speed or anything mm -hmm. else like that, I can get kind of sloppy myself. Yeah. Flailing my arms mm -hmm. or whatever it may be, what are some ways that you try to like, just from a, a high level, mm -hmm. work with students that are maybe still struggling to kind of like put all the pieces together? Yeah, I mean, I always say stop and reset, right? Stop and reset, whether it's a, a forward movement drill, backward sprinting, stop, reset, get those feet positioned, get everything aligned, and take it piece by piece, right? Whether it's you're doing a cadence skip, you gotta do one thing, then the other thing, focus on that one thing first before you transition to the next thing, right? If we're fatigued or tired, same thing, just focus on that technique, right? Full range of motion of our legs, less force production and just using technique to make sure that you are still moving and using momentum. A lot of times when you see athletes or they first start doing speed training, they think it's just all about force, force, force. No, it's all about fluidity and making sure the technique is smooth as yeah. you do it. And, and so with that, would yeah. you encourage people to slow things down? Because I think sometimes yeah. we think sprinting, so yeah. we think we got to be at max speed all the mm -hmm. time. We got to be at that high intensity, mm -hmm. max velocity, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Is there merits in, you know, when you coach, do you ever just have people do it at 50% yep. or 60 so that they get that feeling, that muscle memory? Yep. Do you look at it almost like a skill? Yeah, absolutely. Like when we're doing our speed buildups, and that's a common movement we'll do in our training, we go at 50 to 70, 80 to 100% when we do our little ankling drills. So the goal is to one, master the movement slowly in a comfortable pace. As you get comfortable, then you start to pick it up, then maybe you add another combo movement to it. But first, you gotta get the first movement done, 50%, slow it down, master it, then transition to a little faster or more distance with that movement. Absolutely, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And then my final question, um, and just in terms of training different types of athletes yeah 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 i think sometimes especially with the way you're talking about yeah. it's like everybody can benefit from the fundamentals or yep. anything else like that you know sometimes people will say well what should i be doing for my football player that's different than my basketball player that's yeah. different than my baseball player or my track athlete do a lot of the things that you've seemed to coach and work on transition across and why do you think that may or may not be the case? Like why yeah. is there maybe some kind of crossover in different sports? Are there yeah. foundational elements that everybody can be benefiting from? Absolutely, I think everything within speed, agility, uh, and just movement in general is beneficial from the swimmer to the golfer to the football player to the basketball player, right? We're all moving in our sports. 
The movement might be different, but all using very uh, essential core uh, body parts that are needed. And that's what you're gonna get from the train, right? Fluid hips, right? Explosive hips. Regardless if you're on the ice or on the court, you're gonna need fluid and explosive hips. So the big thing is with that training or when I'm training this type of form of training is that relationship piece, getting them to understand why we're doing it and how it translates to your sport. So I'll always um, have that, you know, make sure you get that relationship with that athlete and really try to reel in what they're doing in their sport and seeing how it translates to what we're doing in training. Um, so if you are looking into get into this, uh, being a multi-sport athlete is hugely beneficial because I can see, you know, talk to the baseball player, I can talk to the football player, basketball player because I've had that experience but I've also trained with so many kids who've had that experience. Yeah and one yeah. thing that stands out to me yeah. and, and we've done it a lot actually as we've created this new yoga program yeah. um, is we talk about the mind-body connection yeah. and I hadn't heard a lot of that because you know a lot of times we're thinking about just like you know are my knees tracking over my toes how yeah. like and that is mind-body connection but mm. we don't call it that and yeah. I think what's been cool with working with you mm. is you do highlight those things like mm -hmm. let's connect what we're doing mentally and physically together mm -hmm. and we we do that in a lot of our different training yoga was the first one where we called that out yep. even though we were doing it in all the other videos yeah and now here you've done actually a really fantastic job of calling that out as well like yeah. let's do that mind-body connection let's mm -hmm. sync up those parts yep. because I think what's really tough as you well know working with high school mm -hmm. students high school athletes mm -hmm. is with puberty yeah, growth yeah. spurts yeah. all those different Everybody's things going different, on yeah the mind-body connection can sometimes come mm -hmm. and it can sometimes go just as mm -hmm. quick as it came and that's yep. pretty tough so yeah. awesome well this has been great we're, we're talking totally. with coach Ricky Igboni um, just to give people a little bit more insight on exactly what this program is going to entail we're going to post that in our link in our bios that we're we're posting along the way as well as maybe trickle in a few of the instructional videos that coach Ricky's been working on yep. so that you can check those out and get a little bit of a, a sample of them but I think all in all just from watching the videos and listening to coach uh, Ricky talk here you start even myself picking up a lot of the language that mm -hmm. goes a really far way and yeah. communicating with your athletes whether you're on like you said a lacrosse field soccer field mm -hmm. there's some really good you know, language and wording that you do. Yeah. And not only that, again, I'll say it because he's not going to toot his own horn, but Ricky moves incredibly well <laughs> Thanks, and Appreciate is the demo athlete as well and, and can really crank Appreciate through. So it. it's Appreciate been fantastic it. working with you. Outside of that, um, I always like to kind of throw this at all the different people we talk about, yeah. everything that we do. What's coming next for you down the pipeline? Yeah. Um, you got a lot of great projects. You got a lot Appreciate of stuff going on. What yeah. What are you kind of working on in the next couple of months? Yeah, yeah. So as uh, spring kind of wraps up, we're getting into summer. Uh, more EJ programming is happening from our speed school camps out on the South Shore. And then we have a really cool, exciting event, free event in the city of Boston, Ronan Park, where I'm linking up with Trailblazers Run Crew and Pioneers Run Crew for a run. Fit Fest uh, for high school student athletes in the city of Boston. Pretty cool thing. We got different brands from the city coming down, donating um, a lot of different uh, drip, apparel, clothing, all this different stuff for the athletes who come down, participate in a cool little relay race at the end. So, still just trying to give opportunities to other athletes, introduce this form of speed plyometrics and agility training, and just more connectiveness with other people who want to do the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So, I think obviously in this short spurt of, you know, about a 20 minute podcast, it's pretty clear. <laughs> you know, Coach Ricky is working with high school students, mm -hmm. athletes across a lot of different boards, which Absolutely. we're more than pumped that we can then get him onto the platform team, working with us, that we can really get that high quality instructional content out there. So Absolutely. if you have questions, please feel reach out to us. You know where to find us in our different channels. If this is something that you're interested in poking around with, please let us know. And then if you ever just want to talk speed, agility, conditioning, training, we have a whole network and community of coaches that love to talk with one another. And you know, we can bridge those gaps, whatever sparks your interest. 
So please don't hesitate to reach out. So with that, we are gonna wrap up. We have had a fantastic time out here at Harvard shooting our videos. We'll layer in a few into the post as well so you can check them out. You'll really enjoy what you see from Coach Ricky. And as always, when we close here on our Chalk Talk podcast, it's always in pursuit of better. Awesome.